Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is April 29th. In 1993, the Queen opened her palace doors so the public was allowed inside Buckingham Palace for the first time that summer for an adult entrance fee of £8. Much of the palace, including the Queen's private apartments, will remain closed, however, and the Queen herself will not be home. The palace will be open only during August and September when she is at her Scottish residence, Balmoral. The American National Heritage Secretary, Peter Brooks, said it was hoping that the profits would pay for 70% of the £40 million cost of restoring Windsor Castle damaged by fire last November. The Labor, Labor Opposition spokeswoman, Ann Clude, however, described the proposals as a climb down from Mr. Brooke, who has until now said the government would pay for repairs. There has been widespread public opposition to the use of taxpayers' money to fund the work. An attempt to raise money through a public fund started after the fire raised only £25,000. The royal household hopes that about 400,000 visitors will come to Buckingham Palace, much of it designed by John Nash for George IV, during the eight weeks it will be open. For the first time, the public will be able to see the state apartments in their priceless collection of paintings, furniture, and porcelain. The route of the tour has yet to be determined, but visitors are expected to be allowed to see the main apartments, including the throne room, the state dining room, and the 155-foot or 47-meter-long picture gallery. They will also be able to look at the into the famous balcony on which newlywed royals traditionally kiss. There have been some criticism of the entry fee, which is higher than for most other major London tourist attractions. A palace spokesman, however, described it as a reasonable for seeing the treasures of the royal collection. There are also concerns over security risks posed by opening the palace to visitors, as well as the effect of the huge increase in traffic along the mall outside. The palace will be open each summer for five years, after which the scheme will be reviewed. In 2004, the World War II Memorial dedicated, which is located between the Lincoln Memorial and the Reflecting Pool in the Washington Monument on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. It pays tribute to the men and women who served the United States during the Second World War from 1941 to 1945. Along the entrance to the Memorial Plaza are 12 bronze relief panels that show scenes from the Atlantic Front and 12 scenes from the Pacific Front. The Rainbow Pool is in the center of the plaza, and behind the pool is the Freedom Wall. During World War II, the Gold Star was used as a symbol to indicate that a member of the family had lost their life in the war. The 4,048 Gold Stars on the Freedom Wall commemorate the more than 400,000 Americans who gave their lives. Two large pavilions are on either side of the plaza. Within each pavilion, bronze eagles carry a laurel wreath that memorializes the victory in the World War II. The floor of each pavilion displays the World War II Victory Medal in the words Victory on Land, Victory at Sea, and Victory in the Air. These words remind visitors of the types of battles fought during the war. Surrounding the Memorial Plaza are 56 granite pillars adorned with a wreath. The pillars represent the unity of the United States during the war. There is one pillar for each state and territory as well as the District of Columbia. On the walls of the memorial are the names of the important battles as well as quotations from Presidents Roosevelt, Truman, and others. One quotation from President Truman reads, 
Our debt to the heroic men and valiant women in the service of our country can never be repaid. They have earned our undying gratitude. America will never forget their sacrifices. World War II Memorial Facts and Figures. The pavilions measure 40 feet, 43 feet high. The granite memorial pillars follow the dates of admission into the Union starting from the Delaware to Arizona, alternating back and forth across the Rainbow Pool. The memorial also honors the six U.S. territories that existed at the time of World War II. The World War II Victory Medal was awarded to all U.S. military personnel for service between December 7th of 1941 and December 31st of 1945. The Women's Auxiliary Corps, WAAC, was created during World War II by a bill that passed Congress on May 12, 1942. The WAC dropped its auxiliary status on September 1st of 1943 and became the Women's Army Corps, the WAC, an official unit of the U.S. Army. Over 150,000 women served in the U.S. Army from 1942 to 1952. To learn more, you can see the World War II Memorial Site at www.nps.gov slash wwii slash index.htm And finally, in 1992, in Los Angeles, California, four Los Angeles police officers that had been caught beating an unarmed African-American motorist in an amateur video were acquitted of any wrongdoing in the arrest. Hours after the verdicts were announced, outrage and protests turned to violence as LA riots began. Protesters in south-central Los Angeles blocked freeway traffic and beat motorists, wrecked and looted numbers, numerous downtown stores and buildings, and set more than 100 fires. On March 3, 1991, paroled felon Rodney King led police on a high-speed chase through the streets of Los Angeles County before eventually surrendering. Intoxicated and uncooperative, King resisted arrest and was brutally beaten by police officers Lawrence Powell, Theodore Brisneau, and Timothy Wind. Unbeknownst to the police, a citizen with a personal video camera was filming the arrest and an 89-second video caught the beating of King with their batons and kicking him long after he was capable of resistance. The video released to the press caused outrage around the country and triggered a national debate on police brutality. Rodney King was released without charges and on March 15th, Sergeant Stacy Kuhn and officers Powell Wind and Brisino were indicted by a Los Angeles grand jury in connection with the beating. All four were charged with assault with a deadly weapon and excessive use of force. Though Kuhn did not actively participate in the beating as commanding officer present at the scene, he was charged with aiding and abetting. Powell and Kuhn were also charged with filing false reports. Because of the uproar in Los Angeles surrounding the incident, the judge, Stanley Weisberg, was persuaded to move the trial outside Los Angeles County to Simi Valley in Ventura County. On April 29, 1992, the 12-person jury issued its verdicts, not guilty, on all counts except for one assault charge against Powell that ended in a hung jury. The acquittals touched off the LA riots, which grew into the largest U.S. civil disturbances of the 20th century. Violence first erupted in the intersection of Florence Boulevard and Normandy Avenue in south-central Los Angeles. Traffic was blocked and rioters beat dozens of motorists, including Reginald Denny, a truck driver who was dragged out of his truck and nearly beaten to death. A news helicopter hovering over the street recorded the event. Los Angeles police were slow to respond and the violence radiated to areas throughout the city. California Governor Pete Wilson deployed the National Guard at the request of Mayor Tom Bradley and a curfew was declared. By the morning, hundreds of fires were burning across the city. More than a dozen people had been killed and hundreds were injured. The unrest continued during the next 24 hours and the Korean shop owners in African-American neighborhoods defended their businesses with rifles. On May 1st, President George Bush ordered military troops and riot-trained federal officers to Los Angeles, and by the end of the next day, the city was under control. The three days of disorder killed more than 60 people, 
injured almost 2,000 and led to 7,000 arrests and caused nearly $1 billion in property damage, including the burnings of more than 3,000 buildings. Under federal law, the four officers could also be prosecuted for violating Rodney King's constitutional rights. On April 17, 1993, a federal jury convicted Kuhn and Powell of violating King's rights by their unreasonable use of force under color of law. Although Wind and Brasino were acquitted, most civil rights advocates considered the mixed verdict a victory. On August 4th, Kuhn and Powell were sentenced to two and a half years in prison. King died in 2012 of an accidental drowning. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com England's Buckingham Palace at news.bbc.co.uk The National World War II Memorial at bensguide.gpo.gov and the LA riots at history.com. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.